Thank you for choosing to listen to today's message by Reverend Dr. David Entry. We know you will be blessed as you seek and serve God. We believe that this message will stir up a desire for more of God, even as you listen. Be blessed. We pray that as we hear your word, you will give us the light of yourself. You will infuse yourself into us. Let us have insight, understanding, that we will walk in, the, in this dark world by the light of your word. For your word is a light lamp unto our feet and a light to our path. We thank you, Lord. Let us know more about you. Reveal yourself more to us and that our lives will not be the same again. As your word is taught, let the sick be healed. Let the confused receive direction. Let the afflicted be set free. Let the sinner be convicted and let the lost be saved. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of the heavens and the earth. And in Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord, conceived of the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. Was crucified, dead, and was buried. Shall we all repeat that together? One more time. Some of you are not saying it. Now, that, that, that is what we believe in. That Jesus was crucified, dead, and was buried. Some of you, I believe some of you who have had some interactions with some people of other religions, and even some people who may call themselves Christian, some say, for instance, Islam say they believe in Jesus as the prophet of God. And then Islam says that at the last, in the end time, God, Allah, their God, will bring back their kind of Jesus they've been talking about. So they believe that Anabi Isa, who is their Jesus, was a prophet and he did miracles, but he didn't die. When he was about to die, their God, Allah, sent one of his disciples, I think Judas or so, to dis- Jesus disguised himself so he swapped places with Judas so they killed Judas thinking it was Jesus and their God allowed to Jesus to go and hide him and he's going to come back so they will tell you that we believe in Jesus as a prophet we believe that Jesus is coming back again right it's first, in the first place that Jesus they said they believe in is different from the Jesus we believe in the Jesus they believe in is not a messiah it's not a Messiah. It's not a lamb. <laughs> but the Jesus we believe in is the lamb of God. He's the son of God. Yes. Remember, the Messiah, the son of the living God. Yes. Jehovah Witness don't believe that he's the son of the living God. That's why they are not Christians. We believe that he's the son of the living God. That's why I took my time to teach Messiah, son, and Lord. Messiah, son, that's what he is. So anyone who doesn't believe he's Messiah, even on the cross, it was a popular knowledge that Messiah was coming. On the cross, one of the uh, thieves asked, if you are the Messiah, why don't you save us? And save yourself and save us. Even the thieves knew there was a Messiah coming. When he met the woman at the well, he said, that we hear there's a Messiah coming. It was a common knowledge. The, all the Pharisees, all the Sadducees, it was a common knowledge, knowing that a Messiah was coming. It's just like the way we know that we have a queen in this country. All right, so now, so they believe Jesus did not die. They believe that Jesus uh, 
but we believe it. We know he died. We believe he died. There is historical evidence to show that he died. And he didn't just die. He died under Pontius Pilate. Now, so why? You see, the, the point here is that he was, when you, put, when you read the Apostles' Creed, he says that he was crucified. Died. We could have said, like I'm saying, he died. Why do we have to bring crucifixion? Because the style and the mode of death was necessary. The mode of his death, the, the means of his death, speaks volumes. All right. So when you look at the book of John, chapter 8, we look at John chapter 8, John chapter 12, and then I will show you something. Look at John chapter 8, verse, John chapter 8, verse 28. Thank you, Jesus. John 8:28 says, Then Jesus said to them, When you lift up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am He. See that I am He? He's talking about the Messiah. All right. He's, he was telling them. In fact, when John the Baptist came, they went and asked him, Are you the Messiah? And I like the way uh, John's account that there was a man, John chapter 1, verse 6, there was a man sent from God. His name is John. He was not the light. He was not the light, but he was sent to bear witness of the light. And he admitted that I'm not the one. All right, okay. So, um, then Jesus, Jesus said to them, verse 28 of John chapter 8, when you lift up the son of man, then you will know that I am he. And, and that I do, I do nothing by myself, but as my father taught me, um, I speak these things now. So what he's trying, when he said, when you lift up the son of man, what he's talking about is, He's not talking about him being elevated, exalted. He's talking about him being hanged on the tree, on the cross. All right. So when you, that's what he was, that statement he made, he was referring to um, his, his death. Now, when you look at John chapter, look at John chapter 3 verse 14. John chapter 3 verse 14 and 15. Jesus said, let me first start from verse 13. No one, has, no one has ascended to heaven, but he who came down from heaven. That is the son of man who is from heaven. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the son of man be lifted. Did you see that? Even so must the son of man be lifted. Even so must the son of man be be lifted. In Exodus chapter, I think chapter 4, Bible talks about how the serpent, they sinned against God and there was judgment against all of them. And they were dying. Many of them. They were just dying. They were dying. And they cried out unto God. And God told Moses that create a brass serpent and hang it on a tree. And so anyone who is bitten by the snake, if you look at the serpent, you will not die. And so the serpent was a type, okay, was a type of Jesus. It was shadow, it was a sign of something actually coming. So when Jesus shows up, he said about himself in John chapter 3, that as Moses lifted up the serpent, now the serpent, that, that serpent Moses did was not a real serpent, People were suffering from serpentine bites. So Moses did something that looked like one of those who were suffering. But he didn't have the venom. 
Say, if you look at this one, that has not got the venom, it will save you. So, he said, the same way the son of man, let's look at it again. All right. He said, as Moses lifted the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the son of man be lifted up. Go to the next verse, verse 15. That whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So, the same way, he's talking about the kind of death he was going to die. When, he said, uh, when you look up to him on the cross, when you look up to Jesus on the cross, it brings you salvation. So, then he couldn't have died by stoning, through being stoned. They couldn't have executed him through stoning because he needed to be lifted up. John chapter 12, look at John chapter 12. John chapter 12, verse 32. And I, if I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. And I, if I am lifted up, will draw all people to myself. And I, if I am lifted up, will draw all people to myself. So Jesus pointed to the fact that his kind, that kind of death he was supposed to die was not supposed to be an ordinary death through stoning, but an, a, a death that was through crucifixion. Now, Jews don't crucify, so he had to die in the hands of Gentiles. Actually, when you read Luke, the account of Luke, I think Luke chapter 23, when Pontius Pilate said, I find no fault in him, and he said, anyway, Herod is in town. And he comes under the jurisdiction of Herod. So send him back to Herod. So he sent him to Herod. The Herod, go ahead, Herod judged this situation and deal with it. And then Herod was happy. Bible says Herod was happy he came because Herod had heard so many things about him. And Luke chapter 23. And Bible says Herod had heard so many things about him. So he was looking for him to see Jesus so Jesus can do some miracles for him to see. He thought he was a magician. So, <laughs> because some of these big, big guys, this prominent, they had magicians who would be doing things before them to entertain them. So he wanted Jesus to also to go come and entertain him. But Jesus didn't mind him. He, he, Jesus stood before him. He questioned Jesus. He, he asked Jesus a few questions. Jesus didn't give him any answer. Any answer. And so Herod and his soldiers, they mock him and then they sent him back. All right. They sent him back to Pilate, Pontius Pilate. And Bible says something very funny that for the first time, Pontius Pilate and Herod, though they were enemies because of Jesus, for that, that very day, Pilate and Herod became friends with each other. For previously, they had been at enmity with each other. But because of Jesus Christ, they team up. <laughs> but Jesus didn't have Jesus didn't have to die a Jewish death because Jews don't die, they, they are not executed on a cross. He had to die a Roman death. And even the cross, you remember Ephesians, I'm sorry, Philippians chapter 2, Bible talks about he humbled himself, verse 8. Philippians chapter 2, verse 8. Even though he was God, he didn't count equal. Being found in the appearance as man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death on the cross, because it was the most hideous, heinous, shameful death. It was very cruel death. And very, it's, it's very disgraceful. God has stripped you naked and they put you outside the gates, the city gates, somewhere, where people, traders pass and people will be passing and, and they put you in a place, probably everyone will see you. When people are passing, they will be insulting you and saying, 
and they leave them on the cross to rot and afterwards they take them down and they are going to dump them in a place called Gehenna. Gehenna is a rubbish dump like where they throw all the city rubbish and the fire never goes out. It's always burning, so they go and throw it. Now, so more in Jesus' days, sometimes they use Gehenna as, as a sign of symbol of hell. Where Jesus one day said that where the fire never goes out. That's, he referred to Gehenna, which is a sign of hell. So they, they, after they crucify you, when you die, you, you, they, you, they leave you on the cross for a long time. Sometimes they come. So Jesus, watch, Jesus was not the only one who died by the cross. There were thousands of people who were executed by the Romans by the cross. And for your information, when he was dying, he didn't even die alone. They crucified other criminals. It was common. It's mass crucifixion. They normally do it. So they go, okay, this guy, so it's your turn to die. Join him. So they crucified them among, they crucified him amongst them. So he died a very shameful. He died with criminals. Even though he was faultless. If they had stoned him, they would have been stoned alone. But he died with criminals. Because he was dying for criminals. <laughs> Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. That's why you can go before God and stand before Him because someone has taken your place. Someone shout hallelujah. hallelujah. So we believe in Him. He was crucified. Galatians chapter 3, verse 13, which you know, it says that um, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Let's all say the curse of the law. Say it again, please. Say it again, please. What's the curse of the law? The curse that comes on you from God himself if you break his law. So I'm sure some of us know that we are, we are supposed to be under a curse anyway. Anyone who breaks God's law. But Jesus Christ died. The Bible says that he redeemed us from the curse of the law. You can't be redemption. Ah, oh. Redemption connotes payment. To redeem something means you are paying for something to be free. That's redemption. So he died to pay. All right. If he had been stoned, crucifixion, his, his death would have, been, would have been meaningless. So it's Galatians chapter 3, verse 13 says that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Having become a curse, say become. He became a curse. He became a curse for who? For, it's called the vicarious death. Vicarious means that in the place of someone. It's not, he didn't die his own death. He died our death. So he, he died for, the curse for, became a curse for us. For it is written, curse is everyone who hangs on a tree. So now if Jesus was going to be a curse for us, then there must, there must be a sign that he was a curse. Now one of the signs of a curse, actually the meaning, the, the actual meaning of a curse, even though people have made it very, actual meaning of a curse is to be away from the presence of God. Blessing, that's why when you're blessed, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he lift up his countenance upon you and be gracious. So when you are blessing them, say these words. Blessing means that presence of God with you. The blessing, all right? So, curse means that the, you, you being banished, you being sent away from the presence of God. Now, that's why on the cross, if you remember, he cried, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, my father, my father, 
Why have you forsaken me? That is what he dreaded. That was what he dreaded. So when he went to Gethsemane, he was praying. He said that if it is your will, let this cup come and pass. The cup he was referring to was not just the death. Was he, was the cup, the separation was about to experience between him and God. And that was what broke his heart and he killed him. Depression. And when God turned his face, because the sins of the whole world said, this is the Lamb of God, that takes away the sins of the world. God can't stand sin. So when the sins of you and I and the whole world was put on him, God turned his face on him. And the, the anger of God against sin from Adam was all executed on him. And he felt the separation from God. And he said, Eli, 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 my father, my father, why have you forsaken me? And Bible says that he breathed his last and he said to my hands, into your hands I commit my soul and died. So we didn't see somebody he was dead. So just came and they said, the guy died too quickly. Pontius Pilate, Joseph of Arimathea, went to Pontius Pilate and said, I want his body. I want to bury him. Pontius Pilate said, no, he's not. is he dead already? He sent soldiers to go and verify if the guy is there because normally when they kill you by crucifixion, you don't die quickly. He died through depression because rejection. He was rejected in our place so that we would be invited in. Clap for Jesus. Hallelujah. Read your Bible. Read your Bible. Ephesians chapter 1, verse, verse 6, 7, there it talks about we have been accepted in the beloved. Hey! Verse 7. talks about we have been accepted into the presence of God by which he made us accepted in the beloved. We have been accepted in the beloved because he was rejected. He took our place so we can take his place. Someone shout hallelujah. hallelujah. That is why he had to die on the cross so he will be made a curse for us so that we Ah, ah, I like the verse 14 of Galatians. Hey, I like that one. Galatians chapter 3 verse 14. He was made a curse so that the blessing of Abraham might come upon us, the Gentiles also. Someone shout, I'm blessed. blessed. You didn't shout it. Shout it like you believe you are blessed. If you don't say it, it's up to you. But if I believe I were you, you see, what was it? What? Wait, wait. What you say is what you get. What you say is what you possess. What you say is what happened for you. Shall I am blessed. Shall I am blessed. He said with the heart man believeth. What you believe says, says nothing until you confess. Romans chapter 10. He said with the heart man believeth and with the mouth Confession is made unto. So if you don't say it, it won't happen for you, physically. Shut up, bless. Shut up, bless. Oh, you are blessed not because of what you have just. You just you have. What, you are blessed because Jesus took your cash and you took his place. Shut up, bless. Oh, thank you, Lord. So, that's why he was crucified. Now, watch this. He was crucified. Dead. Say dead. Dead. He died. Muslim brothers, Jesus died. He wasn't hijacked to go and hide somewhere. He died. He died. He died. 
He was crucified, dead. And they sent the soldier to check. Uh oh. Let's look at this. Let's, let's go to John chapter 19. Then we'll go to John. We'll look at John chapter 19, verse 30. Then we'll read verse 33 and 34. I want to show you something there. John chapter 19, verse 30. Let's all read it together from the screen. Let's go. He said, it is finished. And by his head, I'm good. Said the last time, it's finished. I've paid the price. He finished his work on the cross. He finished it. When he said it's finished, what, what had been finished? The price for the redemption, he has, he has accomplished the price for redemption. Hey! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! It, it, that's the last time, I mean paid in full. I've paid everything, nothing outstanding. The price, watch this, the price for, so you see, so when you people thought he was dying, he was working. On the cross, he wasn't just that. He was still working. Yeah. <laughs> on the cross, he was working. He was at work. He was doing some things on the cross. He was accomplishing some things. One, he accomplished redemption for us on the cross. Say, I'm redeemed. I'm redeemed. Say, I'm redeemed again. I'm redeemed. So, so in Colossians chapter 1, ah, ah, whoo, Colossians chapter 1 verse 14, he says that, there, listen, brother, there are things that are written against you. There are things that are written against you. There are things that are written against you, endorsed against you in your destiny. It can be running through your family line. Things that are handwritings that are against you. They were the ordinances, they were against you. He took them out of the way. Colossians chapter 2, verse 14. He took those things out of the way. Having wiped out the handwriting and requirements that were against you, us which were contrary, the things that you were supposed to be doing your destiny, something contrary was working against you. They are written codes that are working against you. Written codes endorsed by the law. And working against you, ordinances, ordinances. These are enshrined things that have been endorsed. They are valid and they are working against you. Bible says that he took them, he wiped them, uh, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that were against us, which were contrary to us, and he has taken them out of the way and nailed them to the cross. Shout hallelujah. (laughs) He nailed them to the cross. On the cross, he was clearing some things. Some baggage that was supposed to work against your destiny. He was removing them and nailing them to the cross. Nailing them to the cross. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. On the cross, he terminated the old man. The Adamic nature. So when you come into Christ, the Adamic nature is terminated and you are recreated in Christ Jesus. On the cross, you are recreated in Christ. Say hallelujah! Number three. So number one, accomplished redemption. Number two, terminated the old uh, old creation. Number number three, releasing his resurrection life. You remember in John chapter 12, verse 24, I like that text so much. You must love it too. Say, I love it too. Even though you don't know what is there. Okay, let's all read it out loud. John chapter 12, verse 24. Let's go. uh, Let's read it out loud. Let's go. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. 
It does what? Under what condition has he produced much grain? Now, is it interesting? He said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men. He said, I must also die, fall to the ground. His being lifted up means he was also falling to the ground. Dying. And when he died on the cross, that's when the resurrection life was released. He released the resurrection life. And then number four is what he accomplished. Number one, what is death on the cross? When he said it is finished. Number one, redemption, accomplished redemption for us. Um, number two, he terminated the old man, the old nature, okay, old creation. And then number, number three, he did, let me just give up my note. Number three, he released the resurrection life. Number four, he displayed himself as the life that cannot be affected by death. He displayed himself. This is the life that cannot be affected by death. Someone shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. This is the life that cannot be affected by death. So death comes to kill him. And he said, I will show you that this life, death cannot, be, uh, cannot affect it. Did you get that? All right. So now, let's look at Matt, um, John chapter 19, back to verse 30. I want to show you something quickly. It, it says that, John chapter 19, verse, when Jesus has received, um, I received the sour wine, he said it is finished. And bowed his head and gave up the ghost. Gave up, gave up his spirit. Verse 31. John 19, 31. Therefore, because it was preparation day, the bodies should not remain on the cross on the, on the Sabbath day. Because Jews, they are going to have Sabbath. And you don't, there shouldn't be dead bodies on the cross. So normally, look at what happened. Watch this. I want to teach you something very important. The Jews asked Pilate that their legs be broken and that they might be taken away. All right. So what, see, when you are crucified, your hands are there like that and your legs are there like that. And um, because you are hanging, there's so much strain on this, the hands. And breathing is difficult. So sometimes you need to support your, for the diaphragm, to push out air and in and out, you need to support yourself. So they do use their legs to just push a bit to breathe and then out, to breathe in and out. So when they want them to die quickly, they break their legs. So you can't breathe properly. That, that crucifixion is dangerous, it's very bad, it's wicked, it's cruel. So they, they leave that for convicted criminals. And Jesus was without fault. And yet, he had to die by crucifixion because we, are, we have too much fault on us. And he was dying for us. Hallelujah. But like, let's, let's go on to the text. So, um, they said they should break their legs that they might, they might take them away. So, once they died, they, they carry all of them. Now, watch this. One of the things about crucifixion, ah, one of the things about crucifixion is when you are crucified, because you are it's like the, uh, a disgrace to the society, unless your family wants you, they have to go to the uh, authorities and ask for your body. And it, even that, it's a lot of process. But most of the time, they just take you from, they put them from the cross and go and dump them on Gehenna. They go and dump them there. It's because it's, it's a, a disgraceful death. So they, they, they treat you like a piece of garbage. So that's, by, by implication, that's what's supposed to happen to Jesus too. And now, they were supposed to break his legs to die quickly. But let's see what happened. 
verse, where, where are we, verse 31? Verse 32. The soldiers came, the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first and of the other who was crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. All right. But when you read, I don't want to go to other verses. When you read that other, uh, other accounts, he said that so it should be fulfilled because there's a scripture that says that his, no bone of his will be broken. So if, even his dying, he was working in his dying. For full scripture that his legs, his bones were not broken. They broke the other guys, but this one. And guess what? Watch this. This is interesting. The soldiers came and broke the other. Verse 33. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. But one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear and immediately blood and water came out. Blood and water. It should have been blood or water and blood. Blood came, then water came. Blood, which two things that came out of his side. And that also fulfills scripture. All right. That they pierced his side. Uh, two things that came uh, blood and water. Blood is um, the, the price he paid. His death was accomplishing two things quickly our redemption. Okay. And you, there cannot be redemption and remission of sin without blood. Shedding of blood. So in Hebrews chapter 9, verse 22, it talks about blood. There needs to be blood for remission of sin. All right? So the, the, that's the blood. And actually, I like this one. In Acts chapter 20, verse 28, you can put it on the screen for us quickly. Acts chapter 20, verse 28, therefore take it to yourself and to all the flock. Say the flock. Among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseer. Talking about the people of God. Among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseer to shepherd the church of God. You see? To shepherd the church of God, which what? He, which what? He purchased how did he buy with his blood. So the church is not for any pastor. The church is for Jesus. He bought it with his blood. The way he was suffering on the cross, he bought this church with his blood. So no pastor can hijack it. And anything you do for the church, you are not doing it for any pastor. You are doing it for him. Anything you do against the church, that's why he appeared to Paul. On the road of Damascus, Acts chapter 9. He said, Paul, why are you persecuting me? Paul said, what about that? Who are you? He said, I'm Jesus Christ. Who you are persecuting? But Acts chapter 9 verse 1 says that Paul went for letters, Saul went for letters, and was persecuting men, breathing address against the disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ, chasing them. And he, verse, verse 2, he went as far as, went to letters, went for letters to go to the synagogues of Damascus, so that if he finds anyone there, he will bring them back. So he won his way to Damascus, persecuting the guys. Jesus met him. He said, hey, what are you doing? The Bible says that he saw a light brighter than the noonday light. He, in the afternoon, in the midday, in, in Acts chapter 26, verse, verse, uh, I think verse 40 or verse 40, he saw a light from heaven. It shone at him. And the Bible said he fell. And when you read the Bible very carefully in Acts chapter 9, the Bible says that because of the intensity of the light, he went blind. He went blind for three days till Ananias went to pray for him. He fell and he said, who are you, O Lord? He said, why are you persecuting me? He said, who are you? He said, I'm Jesus. Whom thou persecuted? It is hard for you to kick against the goats. Because he bought the church. He purchased the church with what? His own blood. The water that came out is life. He said, unless a, a, a grain of wheat falls to the ground, it remains. But when it dies, it brings new life. So on the cross, 
two things. Whilst he was paying for our sins to redeem us, he was also breathing out life for us. That's why you always enjoy the life of Christ. Somebody shout, I am blessed. Shout, I am blessed. It's very important to understand that Jesus Christ, his death was not, he was not a martyr. He wasn't a martyr. Stephen was a martyr. Jesus was not a martyr. Jesus is dead. He said that I laid down my life and I take it up myself. John chapter 10 verse 17. He said, I lay it down and I take it. So when Pontius Pilate said, don't you know how powerful? I said, who, who do you think you are? I lay down my life and I pick it up myself. I take it back myself. I lay it down. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Look at First Peter. Let me show you something. So he was crucified. Dead. All right. He died. Let's say he died. Oh, I want to finish on the buried. But let's, let's quickly, and I can't wait till we get to, he descended into hell. Oh, man. Okay, let's, first Peter chapter 3, what did I say? Chapter 3 verse 4, 18. Look at it quickly. I want to show you some things. Oh, no. First Peter chapter 3 verse 18. Thank you, Jesus Christ. For Christ also suffered once for sins. Hmm. For what? For what? Watch this. The just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God. Okay. Be, uh, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive by the spirit. So he died for our sins. I want to show you something quickly here, because it's very important. Is, is it the word uh, sins? Say sins. It's plural. Okay. Now watch this. This, what the scripture is talking about, this, anytime you see the word sins, it's talking about the things you have done. You and I have done by our actions. So, in um, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 3, Bible talks about how Christ died for our sins. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 3, it says that Christ died for what? Our sins. Christ died for what? All right, our sins, the things that you have done. Leave your mom and your dad out. The things that you have done. Christ died for whose sins? Our sins. And in Hebrews chapter, chapter 9, verse 28, it talks also about um, um, the, the same. Uh, so Christ was offered once to bear what? The sins of many people. Okay, sins of many. It's very, I want to show you something very important. He died, when we talk about sin, he died for both. Now, the sins that we have committed and the sins that we inherited. So when you see sins, it's talking about the ones we have committed. <laughs> Look at verse 26. Look at verse 26 of this chapter. Look at verse 26. I want to show you something. Now, he, uh, he then, would, they're talking about high, the kind of high priest. He then would have had to suffer Often since the foundation of the world, if Christ was always have to die every year, uh, since the foundation. But now, once at the end of the ages, he has appeared to put away what? Sin. Did you see that? By the sacrifice of himself. So he's, he's dying, put away sin. Not sins. This is, uh, this is now, now. This is a now sin. It's personalized sin. He put away sin. That is the one that we inherit. The Adamic sin. The thing that was, it's 
plaguing humanity that we are born with. The power of sin, personality, the power of sin. He died to put it away. Do you understand that? And when you read um, first, uh, Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, the Bible says that him who knew no sin became sin for, do you see that? He became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God. He be, didn't become sins. He became, on the cross, he became sin. On the cross. So like the way when you put, those, those of you who are familiar with coal, is it black coal? You put coal in fire. Charcoal. Okay, charcoal, all right. You put charcoal in the fire, and then after a while, it, it gets heated and heated, and it becomes red, and the thing is no more charcoal, it's just fire. It's no more charcoal, it's fire. Red throughout fire, all right. So Jesus, they put all the sin, and he became sin. That's why God separated himself from him. On the cross, he who knew no sin became sin for us. So, when we talk about Jesus Christ, um, actually in First, first Peter, you can write that down. In First Peter chapter 2, verse 24, it talks about the same thing. He, he, he bore our sins. So on the cross, he bore our sins and he became sin. He, de- he dealt with sin and took away sins. Behold, John, behold the Lamb of God who takes away what? Who takes away what? Verse 29, 20, John 1, 29. Put it on the screen, please. The next day, John see Jesus come. He said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away what? The sin. Did you see that? The sin of the world. That thing that is disturbing humanity. When you are in Christ, you are free. Amen. Say, I'm free. I'm free. Say, I'm free. I'm free. He died for you and I, and so that we can enjoy. And then finally, finally, uh, finally, he was buried. He was buried. And you need to know about this, because that's where I'll end on. Matthew chapter 27, verse 57. This one, not, not, not too many scriptures. Matthew chapter, 20, chapter 27, verse 57. <laughs> Matthew chapter 27, verse 57. Very interesting text. Now, when even was, had come, there came a rich man. There came who? So you see, man is good. <laughs> huh? There came what? A rich man. May God make you rich. Amen. Don't just shout the amen. Make sure you will do what God will make you rich. Amen. Some people, they think God will make you rich to decorate you. He will make you rich for his work. Yes. Check this rich man, what he went to do. That's why we are reading it. The rich man. If I'm saying rich is good, what for what? So that you can do God's work. No, look at what it is. The rich man is called Joseph of Arimathea. He came from Arimathea, named Joseph who himself had also become a disciple. He was a secret disciple. He was a disciple of Jesus, but not publicly because he was afraid of the Jews. When you read John's account, John, John's account will tell you he was afraid of the Jews, so they didn't know publicly. And he was one of the elders there. They didn't know. But he was a rich man, but one of his disciples. All right, so go to the next verse. Uh, who himself had become disciple. Uh, this man went to Pilate. Can you imagine? Man, he, he had power. He went to the man. Went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then Pilate commanded the body to be given to him. Do you know why? They would have dumped him on the rubbish dump. But he said, you will not suffer your holy one to see corruption. Shout hallelujah. <laughs> so he went to Pilate and said, give me Jesus. Give me the body. 
When you read John's account and Mark's account, I think particularly in, in, in John's account, that's when he said, is he that dead already? He said, so just, so just to go and verify. The guy is, is dead. Mark chapter 15, verse 42, that was. Right, so I think he went to verify and then when they found out he was really dead, they brought him down. And then Nicodemus, Nicodemus who came to see Jesus, private, he was one of his, Nicodemus brought uh, spices, special spices to embalm his body. Now, it's the same thing that the woman brought to spend on him when he was, because those things are expensive. You can't have, it's embalmment. You, you put it on the, it doesn't decay quickly or decompose. It can last for a long time. It doesn't smell by heart. So that woman in John chapter 12 brought it and spent it on Jesus, broke it, alabaster box, and then the fragrance filled the whole house. And Judas was making noise. Why are you spending it? And Jesus says that, shut up. Uh, Judas was saying that, but we have the, we have the poor people. We can, we, can feed this, we can sell this thing and it can feed so many poor people. Jesus said that you always have the poor with you, but me, you don't always have with me. What this woman has done, she has done it towards my death. So he didn't wait because Jesus was not going to stay in the tomb to need that one. Anyway, so Joseph Arimathea went for the body. They gave him the body and Nicodemus brought the spice. They embalmed him, wrapped it. Wrapped, what, this is very important. Let's go back to the text we are reading. John chapter, sorry, Matthew chapter 27, verse 50, 59. Joseph had taken the body and then wrapped in the linen cloak. Here didn't mention um, Nicodemus, but Nicodemus was that. Verse, verse 60, quickly, please. And laid it in his new, where? Yes. New tomb, which he had hewn out of the rock. Jesus Christ slept in a new tomb. Watch this. Now, that was a rich man's tomb. Look at Isaiah, last scripture. Isaiah chapter 53, verse 9. I'll show you something. Isaiah 53, verse 9. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Isaiah 53, are you there? Let's all read it together. Let's go. Now watch this. He was supposed to have been buried with the wicked people. But God exempted him. Now watch this. Do you know why? Because he finished the work on the cross. So right after the cross, glorification started. <laughs> right after the cross, when they took him from the cross, Bible says that, therefore, in first, um, Philippians chapter 2, verse 8, he humbled himself and became obedient uh, uh, to death, even death on the cross. Verse 9, look at this. Wherefore God, verse 9, where, therefore God also has highly exalted him. Now, his elevation didn't start, watch this, watch this, some people don't know this. The elevation of Jesus didn't start, or glorification of Jesus didn't start with the resurrection. It didn't start with the resurrection. It started with just after his, birth, his death, burial. He was buried among the rich. He was buried in, a, in where they will bury a prominent, important man. But looking at the kind of death he, he died, that he should have been buried and thrown away somewhere. But no, because he has finished paying the price. Now it's, it's chop time. Now it's time for glorification. Now it's time for honor. Now it's time for elevation. Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. We thank God for using his servant, Reverend Dr. David Entry, to share this awesome word. 
If this message has blessed you in any way, please spread the word by sharing it and send us an email to amen at carries.org. Remember to stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube and Twitter for regular updates on what God is doing here at Carries Ministries. Stay blessed.